0: Welcome to Roundhouse Roulette, a Walker Texas Ranger podcast. Each week we recap and review one of the 200 existing Walker Texas Ranger episodes randomly selected by Roundhouse Roulette. I'm Evan Dalton, here with my brother Adam, and our fellow Walker connoisseur, Mr. Bob Leahy. What's new, guys? Hello, hello, hello. Not much, dude. What's going on? I don't know. It feels like forever since we last did this. (laughs) it's been too long it was (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see if we've forgotten how to do everything we'd like to thank everyone for joining us as we revisit chuck norris's cbs hold the bs tv action series today we're going to recap and review season six episode 23 circle of life where a parolee's attempt to go straight is jeopardized by a gang of criminals in desperate need of his safe cracking skills before we strap on our court-ordered ankle monitors, join us as we pull up a bar stool at CD's Bar and Grill. Ah, fancy meeting <laughs> you guys here. What's shaking? Not much, man. Just living the Vita Loca. Well, this week, CD's chosen to service up a doppelganger double IPA from Treehouse Brewing Company in Charlton, Massachusetts. Mm. Whew. <laughs> As described in the Bar and Grill Summer Draft Menu, quote, the imperial version of Treehouse's Alter Ego New England IPA, this dry hop double IPA is simply a juicy and dank citrus bomb. (laughs) Ooh, dank. (laughs) So dank. (laughs) Oh, crunchy, bro. You guys ready to (laughs) drop a bomb? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a little frightened by the description of dank, but let's give it a shot. Some good Foley art going on, guys. I'm crushing it. Man, yeah, and this Foley art,
1: this isn't this isn't popped in later. This is actual can crack in action here.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Real time. We don't yeah. fake anything here. No sound yeah. effects. No. Nope. All the music is uh, played live. Yeah, we have a band on retainer. Yeah, we just make them play four measures over and over again. That's pretty dank. Pre- yeah, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I hear the word dank, and I think wet basement. This is not wet basement. It's pretty good. And this is a double IPA.
1: Usually, they're pretty in-your-face, but this is pretty chill. And I can taste the dankness, and uh, I'm just going to roll with it. I might be here all weekend
0: with a bag of Doritos.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you better buy two bags of Doritos, because it is called Doppelganger. (laughs) Just not cool,
1: Ranch. I'm just not down with that. But it would match, though. It would match the can. It does look
0: like the Cool (laughs) Ranch. Yeah, it kind of looks most like a Bud Light can, but I'm pretty sure the people at Treehouse Brewing Company would maybe resent that remark. They've just sent a
2: cease and desist in real time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what happened to my
1: beer? It's gone. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Treehouse Brewing Company, of course, is uh, one of the few claims to fame of Charlton, Massachusetts, which is... uh, are right in the center of massachusetts
2: yeah not a whole lot going on out there but then again i've only been there to go
0: to the brewery so there's a travel plaza on the mass pike and i remember there's a car dealership there that always says it's always cheaper in charlton are they talking about the cars or uh... no idea never been anywho this is great banter I'm just glad that CD's been stocking up the bar
1: with these Treehouse beers. We've just been lucky to sample them. This one was rated like 100 on the Untapped app. There's a lot of beer snobs out there, so
2: take that into account while taking your sips here. Yeah, and there's always spoilers. There's always people that are like, that's not that good. It's mouthfeel is subpar. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? No, it isn't. Yeah, if we
1: had to rate beers here, I think we'd be in trouble. I mean, especially we can't even come up with a consensus on what a
0: perfect 10 is for Walker Texas Ranger. So, yeah, and let's face it, there are probably way more beer podcasts.
1: Why don't we move into our uh, our mailbag here, and coincidentally, uh, we got correspondence from our, our bud Mike Rooney, who uh, was a little upset that uh, Bob drank a Treehouse beer on a previous episode, because he's stuck in Florida, and he can't drink Treehouse beer. No, he cannot. I guess apparently uh, their beer, Julius, is named after a fish song. Are they big fish heads over there, Bob?
2: Wouldn't surprise me, but I wasn't aware of that, I'm, I don't know anything about fish.
1: When you were, like, over there in normal times, did they wear deodorant?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's so long (laughs) ago. That was before times.
1: All right. Okay. Do you guys see the, uh, (laughs) the marinara picture I have there? Are you mixing fart powder into your marinara sauce? Like, six months ago, I was over at our friend Nate's house. I was feeding his cats. He was out of town. And I found this fart powder I had sitting around... Which you're supposed to, like, mix up with food, right? Tastes like a fart. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it over there. And I mixed it in his marinara sauce. And then I sent myself a reminder for six months from the time I did it to text him the picture. (laughs) 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 So I texted it to him uh, with Mike because he and Mike uh, was on the same chain. And I had let Mike know about it. (laughs) Mike's like, how was your spaghetti? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> apparently Nate had that in his refrigerator for years and it never uses marinara sauce so he lucked out
2: Well oh, you wasted that fart powder then
1: yeah well it was used right okay <laughs> uh, but later today that was a text I told you guys about earlier but later today he just texted me he must be listening to these friend of the podcast, Mike said, please tell me you keep the intro credit clock going. It's one of the most interesting aspects of the show. <laughs> I, th- I think we have kind of dropped that uh, as of recent time. I didn't know if people would be interested in it. It is ridiculous, but I guess we'll have to feed that back into the episode. What do you think? I'm definitely keeping track of it. So <laughs> I mean, we've, we've hired a uh, statistician to work out a proper graph for our website and uh, at which time that that data point will be available on their mic. So believe me, don't worry about it. Mike also asked, is that Bob doing the boots to the face sound?
2: No, it is not. Okay. I mean, yes. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> Once again, these are real sound effects. So we've got someone getting roundhouse kicked in the face every time we do yeah, the boot to definitely. the face I sound. think
1: what yeah. you actually change the boot you hit yourself in the face with every time too, right, Bob?
2: Right. It's got to be a fresh boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting pretty expensive. The budget is getting out of hand.
1: But I mean, one time you did high heels, I was like, "Wow!"
2: Yeah, it didn't didn't
0: translate well into, for the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it hurt like hell. But it hurt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> so on Twitter, we actually got a nice little shout out from our friend uh, fan of the show Fart Noise. Um, Fart Noise says, "I just listened to this podcast, and I'm so mad about the puns." That being said. Nice rundown on some crucial cinematic history. And this is in response to our Top Dog podcast. Um, to that, I would say, pff, throw us a bone, man. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right.
1: Totally redeemed himself. <laughs> this is something that happened to me personally this week. My, you know, my 9 to 5, because let's be honest here, guys, this Walker Texas Ranger podcast is, is successful. Uh, but I can't, make a li- successful. Yeah, I can't make a living off it yet. And, um, right.
0: you know, once I do, then maybe I'll share some money with you guys. But It's like uh, when Yes toured just to pay off Rick Wakeman's keyboards. Yeah. The money we get all goes to Bob's boot budget. <laughs> yeah, it's Stiletto
1: Collection. We, we can't
2: skimp out on those boots.
1: So my 9 to 5 is I work at Nashville Recording Supply. And I got an email from some rando saying, hey did you know that nashvillerecordings.com is for sale? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, another spam email. But the guy had his whole contact information in the footer. And I'm like, all right, let me check out his Twitter. And I see he's at Busy Father on Twitter. And he's a domain researcher, uh, photographer, and martial artist. Sweet. Right. <laughs> so naturally, I wrote him back. <laughs> I said, appreciate the info, Ruben. I checked out our budget, and we have $10 that we could reallocate and invest in the domain. I'm guessing that will not be enough. Also, I see you are a martial artist. Are you a fan of Chuck Norris by any chance? And he wrote back, it's worth more than $10. (laughs) I am a martial artist, and I have only seen one movie by Chuck Norris with Bruce Lee. I heard a lot about the legend, though. (laughs) so then I wrote him back again I only ask as I recently started a podcast on Walker Texas Ranger if you are interested and I sent him a link to
2: our website (laughs) you reeled this guy in yeah
0: the, this guy he he takes he takes He's um, really nice
2: actually the way he responds to everything.
0: Yeah, he takes domains incredibly seriously. Wow. He's he eats sleeps and breathes domain names. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't offer you an opportunity to optimize the Roundhouse roulette. Web page. I know. Dumbass. Maybe maybe we should see if there's some
1: some uh, alternate titles for the uh, Roundhouse Roulette because that's where all the the really money comes from. But he said your site looks very interesting. First, I need to watch Walker Texas Ranger
0: and then listen to your podcast. Oh so, man, so yeah, you're not going to hear from him for months. He's going to fall down that wormhole pretty hard.
1: Go. Well, well, that's good. It's you know. I just want to give a shout out to Ruben and thank him for trying to help me with my. Uh, search engine optimization and, and when I'm ready I'm definitely going to hit him up for a domain
2: he just hoards them and then extorts people into
1: paying for them is that what they do I'm just glad he didn't buy mine when it, it accidentally lapsed I mean can you imagine if he swooped in and stole death to dot com that's Actually, true maybe, maybe you know screwed. what maybe I should say hey man I've got this domain I'll give you a share of it if you can go sell it for me
2: just turn it around on him try to sell him yeah. domains.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I already turned it around on him once, but what if I did it twice? (laughs) For those who don't know, the CW TV network is rebooting Walker, Texas Ranger with Jared Padalecki playing the role of Walker. And this week, um, news has been pretty slow uh, because pretty much during uh, COVID-19, production has slowed. But there's a lot of fanboys and girls of this guy, and and this week, (laughs) Cinema Blend had some pretty big news you want to fill us in
2: so yeah we got some news here headlines whoa jared (laughs) padalecki is rocking a proper chuck norris beard for walker texas ranger reboot
0: shall we be the judge of that i checked it out it's pretty legit uh one of the things you notice about chuck norris's beard is how ridiculously dense his beard (laughs) hairs are Yeah, it's like a completely homogeneous like layer of fur across the lower half of his face or the lower third of his face. And it's uniform; it's all the yeah. same yeah. way. It's like if someone did a close up of like felt. That's what it looks like. I think
1: this Jared Padalecki looks well. First of all, it looks like a mug shot of this guy. Yeah, and we his-
2: did hear that he was mm. recently arrested. So. <laughs> yeah, <that's-> I wonder <laughs> if that's. <what> this is. <laughs>
1: It's a pretty positive spin on his mugshot from his arrest
0: the other night. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, that looks a little too long. I think he needs to reel it in a little bit. Hey, you know, it's a reboot. We've covered this. It's not, a, um, it's not in the same world or universe as the Walkerverse. So yeah. they're just kind of going with it. We're going to put this up in our uh, social media accounts here, and we'll let you guys be the judge of it. Uh, let us know. Is Jared Padalecki uh, doing his best? Living in Chuck Norris's 5 o'clock shadow? (laughs) Well, we best not keep our parole officer waiting. If you're watching along at home and don't want any spoilers, hit pause and watch Season 6, Episode 23, Circle of Life, and come back to us. Welcome back. I hope you guys didn't actually watch The Lion King and you actually watched Circle of Life, which is a Walker, (laughs) Texas Ranger episode. This episode originally aired on May 2nd, 1998, and begins with our favorite Texas Ranger posse somehow cutting the line at the grand opening of the Casa López Mexican restaurant. They
1: were literally the first table
0: being served, right? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is like a a rando uh, Mexican restaurant in a strip mall, we assume somewhere near Dallas. Mm -hmm. And uh, CD... Alex, Walker, and Trevet are uh, sitting at a table and there are dozens of people outside waiting for a table in this grand opening. Yeah, of course, you know, this is Casa Lopez and you see the name Lopez and you know that we're going to meet another old friend. Well,
1: I didn't realize that we were going to meet them so soon because they're inside the restaurant. They're about to serve the table and like they serve Walker. Like the camera shifts as the plate goes to Walker and you're like, oh wow, I wasn't expecting Walker to be eating before all these poor people waiting outside to get into this grand opening. But, okay, here we go.
2: You know, they could have gotten in line 630 in the morning. You know, we don't know. <laughs> they just Camp, flashed they the badge.
1: Out. You kidding me? They flashed oh, that yeah. badge and they were yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Or, or they're old friends that we'll never see again, and that's more likely. Hashtag yeah. old friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. To- yeah.
1: Total hashtag old friends here. <laughs> and this is a trope in Walker where Walker is friends with somebody and acts in a way as if they're, like, really good friends. And we never see him again after the episode.
0: I don't remember much about the TV show Touched by an Angel, but I assume the whole premise of the show was each episode, like, some group in need or some person in need is touched by an angel and their life is forever changed. I think you could probably call Walker, Texas Ranger, Touched by Walker. For a lot of these episodes, because he just sort of makes this cameo in people's lives, and their lives are forever changed. And it's usually his second trip into their lives, and we only see the we only see the second one. Yeah, I think Muggle Jackson tried to do a show like that, but they just they weren't having it. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh, meet these old friends. It's uh, Marta and Tomas Lopez. Um, she's a single mom trying to make ends meet. You know. She definitely turns out a legit menu of Mexican food that kind of makes everyone think that, hey, you know, you could best CD here. Yeah, Uh, and he
1: was like, well, I'll be damned,
0: but I think my menu can hold up with the best of them, no offense. (laughs) Which, as far as we can (laughs) tell, his menu consists of chili, and then all all of the beers that he's been sending us, but that's about it. Dude,
1: yeah, I mean... He's been. He's picked some pretty good beers, so he may be right, but that was kind of rude
0: of him to say that. For Typical sure.
1: CD, you know. He's an old guy. He can get away
0: with it. I will say, throughout this whole scene, they just keep showing, like, heaping plates of Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout this whole COVID thing, we've not really been doing takeout or anything or, or, like, dining in restaurants. And one of the things I miss the most is Mexican food, so this just made me feel really bad.
2: Yeah, but how about the banter at the table here?
0: Yeah, so Trevet
1: There was like some pepper on the table or something, like a jalapeno or habanero.
2: Was that what it was? It looked like a jalapeno, but I think they called it out as something specific that probably
0: doesn't exist. You're absolutely right, Bob. Adam is correct in that he picks up a jalapeno, which is, you know, spicy. And uh, they're like, no, you don't want to eat that. That's a fiery habanero from Sonora. (laughs) And, And he pops it in his mouth, which it's clearly a jalapeno, not a habanero. But anyways, he's the butt of the joke again, unfortunately. Yeah, and of course, he's like, oh, I like hot stuff.
1: And then he eats it, and then he just makes a huge scene. And then everyone's like, oh, we told you, we told you. And then he goes to reach for water, and Martyr's like,
2: no, no, that'll
1: just make it worse. And he drinks the water, and he's like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) And then T.D.'s like, you can't tell him a damn thing. (laughs) I'll tell you that
0: at this point the entire walker texas ranger fan page on facebook is rotfl <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that and it was like oh no cd that was borderline wrong thing to say but okay
0: um so we meet them they're uh, <laughs> you know she's doing her best she's serving up some martas serving up some amazing mexican food and obviously people uh can't wait to get it. So her small business seems to be uh doing pretty well off off the bat. But uh while we're watching uh the Texas Rangers uh, sup on some some fine uh, south of the border fare, those scenes are juxtaposed with a chaotic scene.
1: <laughs> it was a little jarring, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh yeah, this this episode has some pretty uh pretty epic transitions between scenes. Lots of lots of zooms and whooshes. Uh, yeah, it's pretty jarring for sure. Uh, so these robbers are hitting up a, um, I don't know, I don't know what the <laughs> store is, but it's called the Diamond Mart. So it's like,
2: it's the Diamond Mart. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. so <laughs> where you get your diamonds. Yeah, It's, it's kind of like a <laughs> robber's dream, right? It's got one really uh, like fat security guard the establishing shot for it looked like a commercial um
1: like office building right
0: yeah yeah with a sign up front that says the diamond mart so right. we know there's only one uh so yeah these these robbers mow down the uh security guard knock out one of the tellers there and uh basically just smash all the cases and they seem to be having a great time of it at one point one of the guys says shut up or quote I'll turn you guys into dog food, end quote. <laughs> yeah, was yeah pretty... I, was, I wasn't sure what that meant.
1: <laughs> it was actually worse than if they said something brutal to me, actually. It came off pretty, it was so weird. If he was ad-libbing, kudos. That's that a weird one. Good. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you can't swear, but intimidate
0: these guys. Go. <laughs> I'll turn you into dog food. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So they're busy, like, going crazy. They're wearing these ridiculous long-haired wigs and sunglasses and smashing things and grabbing diamonds. Then one of the guy touches his ear, which obviously makes us think that he's got a radio in his ear. And he's like, okay, how are we doing? And then it clips to this weird silhouetted face in a car <laughs> that's like, let me update you, Mr. H. A minute, 30 seconds elapsed. <laughs> Police summoned by silent alarm. 30 seconds until approach.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: he pretty much, the guy, it was like a silhouette of a guy who was like apparently the ringleader, but they didn't want to reveal him, and he <laughs> somehow knew how long it would take for the police to get there, and he was keeping time for the people stealing stuff from the Diamond Mart. It's weird because they flash back and forth between the meal and the robbery, so... Like, all that stuff with the jalapeno is happening at the same time while <laughs> while they're robbing the Diamond Mart. And they're going back and forth between really having a good time, you know, eating Mexican food, uh, hijinks, and brutal, I'll turn you into dog food robbery kind of thing, back and forth. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then I think once the, they finally get away with the, the robbery and they leave, that's when we're introduced to Joe Lopez, and
2: Bobby you want to
1: you want to introduce Joe Lopez to us.
2: <laughs> I was so pumped when I saw him.
0: <laughs> OMG.
2: Yeah. So we I don't know if we're like hitting a lot of episodes that just have cool guest stars by luck or if there maybe there's just a lot, you know, a high percentage of cool cameos but Danny Trejo <laughs> is one of the main characters in this episode and uh yeah. This is kind of early on in his career. He hadn't established himself as a quite the badass although his character um did just get out of jail yeah Mm, yeah. so there's Mm. that but he doesn't look the same as you know he doesn't have the long hair the beard or anything
0: yeah he's clean shaven looks looks a little more reserved i i think we could say that his normally extremely rugged face is only slightly rugged so we (laughs) might be able to call i don't think we call him baby faced but no, no. it is, you know, when I first saw him, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. You think this is like, oh, uh, you know, this is like 20 plus years ago. because He still looks old. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look as rugged or badass, but he still looks old. But it was
1: awesome to see him. I was like, yes, this is great. He comes in the restaurant. This is pretty, pretty much butts up to the end of the scene with a jalapeno because Walker and crew are still there. So he enters into the Mexican restaurant. And he approaches Marta, and we find out that he is Marta's husband, that she never
0: divorced while he was in prison, and he just got off on parole. We're actually informed that he got out of jail by a really weird filter flashback. A gavel coming down and a judge somewhere saying, Guilty! 10 to 15 years 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 yeah that was
2: that was her flashback too right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once she sees him like she goes back into this you know back in the courtroom
1: or whatever oh yeah <clears throat> wow unbelievable but there he is and he's back and he just wants to say hey i'm off parole and you know i know you've never remarried and for whatever your reasons i just want you to know that I still love you and I'll do anything I can to regain your trust because I don't want to go down that road again. I want to be redeemed in your eyes. And she kind of plays it halfway chill. Most people would be like, okay, well, well let me think about it. But she was like, why don't you just put on an apron and go clean
2: some dishes? Yeah. Put them to work immediately. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and he was like, okay, yeah, I'll go do it. and um, meanwhile we're we're introduced her son's name is tomas Uh, tomas yeah yeah and he gets wind of this and he is not happy because he's seen the heartbreak that joe
0: lopez has done to his mother and he doesn't want that to happen again yeah he definitely had that sort of reluctant teen you know you're not my dad my dad's dead type thing
1: and he was pretty bad actor but, uh, My God, I I was just
2: gonna say I, I feel like I say this a lot. I
1: know, but but
2: uh, he yeah. was the worst actor, <laughs> so bad. Yeah.
1: It was, and I don't know. It it was probably partially the script and the direction or whatever, but still, it was just cringeworthy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. At this point, you know, they have this whole sort of reunion thing, and and uh, Walker and everyone are looking on from their table. And Travelle's like, oh, who's that? And Walker's like, well, that's, that's Joe Lopez. I, I never knew him, but uh, he just got out on parole and he was a safe cracker. And, and this is where they really established the fact that uh, Joe Lopez, he's a, he's a good guy with a heart of gold. They write in this fact that Joe Lopez was caught because his getaway car hit a tree after a bank robbery uh, because he was trying to avoid some kids in the street. Mm-hmm. He might have a criminal backstory, but he's got a heart of gold.
1: He might be greedy, but he doesn't want to kill kids. So
0: Heart of gold. yeah, Heart of mm-hmm. gold, yeah. Yeah. for sure. So that's all good. And, you know, Marta offers Joe a uh, spot. Uh, you know, she says, well, you know, maybe you could sleep in the in the kitchen or something like that. He's like, no, 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 I got to go. I, I got to live at the halfway house. Cut to the halfway house. And, uh, you know, this is the point in the Walker episode where the dots are connected. You know, this is <laughs> this is you know where oh why is this old friend here right now? Oh wait, the old friend is about to be directly connected to the current crime wave that's going on. Yeah, yeah. So he goes into the halfway house, and this is where we realize that the guys that just robbed the Diamond Mart—they're all his roommates at the halfway house. Man, what a class! So the dots are connected, and uh, this is where we learn that Walker has sp- tried to spring a trap for the uh, the criminals. Wade, the head of the halfway house, he comes
1: in and the guys are playing foosball, kind of talking about the heist and reading a newspaper and being like, whoa, the newspaper says that X amount of dollars were stolen when we only got this. I think that Wade might be holding out on us. And then Wade, who's the head of the halfway house, he comes in and says, all right, boys, here's your cut and pays them up. And they kind of like confront him about it and say, hey, man, the newspaper said this much was stolen, but you only gave us this. And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, boys. And then they all kind of look around, and they're like, let's go spend this money. And then they just kind of bust out the door and kind of are like, I guess we're going to go have a good time because we still got a ton of money
0: out of the deal. This all happens, and, and somehow Joe doesn't hear it. So I guess maybe my concern about them Talking about this completely out in the open is is moot. Well, I, I mean, Joe was in the room the whole time looking at that
1: picture of his family. So,
2: yeah. That's and did true. you notice there were two kids in that family?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't think about so,
2: that. So the whole when he keeps looking at that photo, it's like, he's got another kid. Okay, so I'm thinking this other kid's going to appear at some point in the episode. And I'll just spoiler alert: no, there's no second kid. <laughs> well, that's
0: well, that's why that's why Tomas doesn't like him so much because he remembers when his brother dies. Are you making this up? No. He's like, you weren't there when Ernesto died. Wow, they had one one
1: line to tie that all together. Do you think, oh, yeah, Yeah. God, man, you really have to watch
0: this show close. It's good. I'm I'm ashamed. This is why I take notes. This is (laughs) why I take notes.
2: (laughs) I actually take notes, too, but apparently not enough.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The next day, Marta opens for the first breakfast service, and, of course, for some reason... Once again, Walker is there before the actual restaurant opens, and is having some coffee with her, um, and That's really his trying morning to stop. Yeah, he's trying to you know assess the situation and see where she's at. We learn that she's still in love with Joe, and you know he tells her to be careful, and then he goes and does a little bit of a, a morality check on Joe. And yeah. let's just say Joe passes flying colors. Yeah, this is kind of like Walker matchmaker happening. Although the best that Joe can say is. I'll never willingly cause them any pain. <laughs> yeah, I love that word, willingly,
1: because it's like, I'm probably going to do it, but <laughs> right. it will never be on purpose. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, he's honest, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. A little. The writing's a little strange there, but okay. Yeah. Then uh, this ridiculous character that is kind of a throwaway character, really. His name is Buck, and he's Joe's parole officer. Yeah. And he sort of plays somewhere between like this weird unnecessarily aggressively friendly wacky dude i don't know he's like a swinger parole officer or something
1: you're like what do you want from me man i'm not quite sure i'm getting really weird vibes from you and you're like a little too happy but you're also really serious i feel like you're also a shark but you may also be uh I don't, <laughs> I
0: don't know a blackjack dealer. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the guy used is. car
2: salesman. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah right. it, it was it was a used car salesman parole officer, but there was something a little re- like David Lynch off about him too, a Twin Peaksian kind of character.
0: Yeah, he was. What he was is happening with this guy? Pretty weird. Yeah, so. Joe you know meets his parole officer or whatever and then um, goes back to the halfway house and this is where he gets to have his first interaction with Wade who's the uh, the halfway house director or something
1: and as Joe is getting off the bus outside of the halfway house like everyone just having a great time
0: <laughs> the halfway house was really jamming oh for sure' <laughs> <You> <laughs> don't, don't I mean? forget don't forget Joe helped an elderly woman get onto the bus once again heart of gold. Yeah, that's how you know this guy's he's good. He's got a good heart. Oh, yeah. They do they, oh, yeah. go, they bend
1: over backwards to make sure well maybe not that far, but they bend over. They, they don't
0: bend over at all. There's no, no bending no. over, but no, the, no, he no, is not, a good no. guy. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, he would never willingly hurt that old lady. So. Never. Never, never not willingly no yeah, no never but he, he accidentally but if he has to yeah he accidentally <laughs> broke her neck as he
1: helped her sit down but he didn't yeah. intend yeah yeah
0: yeah or if you know if his actions set forth some crazy chain of events that somehow got her killed yeah you know that might happen but, but it would uh, never be intentional yes yes so
1: back to this this halfway house okay and the place is buzzing like the guys who all supposedly have ankle monitors and are supposed to be on their best behavior so that they can get off parole and start living a normal life are out there like playing cards and kind of just shooting the breeze outside as if it's just like a frat house or something.
0: It's the foosball
1: table. It brings all the kids in. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So he's walking up the steps. Uh, Joe is, uh, uh, presumably this is his first night at the halfway house. So he probably doesn't know very much about anybody. And he's headed to his room, not really trying to talk to anybody. And he walks by uh, Wade, who's the head of the halfway house. He goes, welcome home, Joe hard day at the old lady's grease trap. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe just kind of looks over his shoulder. It's like, okay. And he just keeps walking, <laughs> which is the, absolute correct response for that and he heads to his room to go look at that picture of his family and know why he's going through all this stuff
0: uh yeah and then wade just comes right in and he's like hey man sorry about that comment earlier about your old lady her grease trap right it's like (laughs) why did you say it in the first place if you're going to immediately regret it but okay and he's like hey man you know if there's anything i can do to make your time here easier and then he's like Maybe you want to take a shower. It's like, where is this going? And then he takes <laughs> off he takes off Joe's ankle bracelet or whatever is his yeah. uh, monitoring thing. And at this point, I'm like, wait, those aren't waterproof. Yeah, I yeah. Would think they'd be able to. <laughs> he take hasn't a taken shower. a shower
2: since he's put it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Joe's like, well, what do you want from me? And you know, Wade's like, you know, sometime in the future, you know, you and I might talk about. Uh, about something you can do for me but right now you know i'm i'm on your side he's
1: like play it straight with me he even he called him out he said let me know right now what's up mm-hmm. Just be a straight shooter with me and he says later
0: and he kind of like sneaks out leaving joe to uh continue gazing at this photo but when he gazes at the photo that shot has him still with the ankle bracelet on so continuity problems here team
1: Oh, I missed that, because he did take it off, and then it was back on. Yeah. Well, maybe he put it back on because he was a good guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe he didn't want to take a shower. Uh, meanwhile, at my favorite bar so far in the, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the uh, Walker, Texas ranger reverse here, yeah. uh, the Velvet E, Yep. which yep. we learn later is short for the Velvet Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> A fine drinking establishment uh, where I guess you can procure ladies. And I looked this up. Apparently, there is a Velvet
1: Elvis in Dallas, Um, but it looks like it's not the same location that this was. So maybe it moved or just coincidentally, there's a Velvet Elvis in Dallas, but...
0: Road trip. Yeah. So uh, what's going down inside the Velvet Elvis?
2: Those two yahoos were going after some ladies. Which yahoos? I don't know their names.
0: They don't have I mean, their names are irrelevant. Yeah, these
2: names are irrelevant. These are the two of the guys holding up the diamond mart. And they were entertaining some young ladies, you know.
1: The young ladies were, like, rubbing, like, taking their hands and, like, rubbing, like, their chest as the boyfriends talked to each other. And they, the two guys were, like, talking to each other about being pissed off, about being shortchanged on the money. The girls were just, like, had, like, these fake smiles on and were like, oh, this is fun. Ha, ha, ha. And then they kept, like, rubbing the guy's chest. The guys just kept, like, ignoring the girls
0: they were more interested in each other I think I but. can't speak to their emotions because I've never really held up a diamond mart and then gone out with my spoils after the fact so <laughs> right yeah, you know, they, I, don't, yeah. I don't know where their headspace is at you know?
1: yeah that's probably a good thing but th- one of the girls is like hey let's get some more drinks from us over here which you know I would think would be a good thing right and then the guy's like shut up or I'll hit ya got dark real quick and then at which point, I think the bartender was like, oh man, there's some guys over here talking about the bank heist. I better call the Texas Rangers. Is that what happens?
0: Exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like the bartender who honestly, the bartender could easily play like a, an extra that they knock out in a fight in some other episode. The guy's totally jacked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he calls the Texas Rangers and uh, Trevette picks up the call and he's like, hey, Walker, man, you're trapped. It worked. Two of the gang members are at the Velvet Elvis. We got to go down and pick them up. So that's exactly what they attempt to do. Mm. Uh, Walker and Trevet show up. The bartender gestures over to one of the guys. And in perhaps some of the sloppiest Texas Ranger work I've seen, they prematurely shout out Texas Rangers, (laughs) even though they knew there were two guys, but there was only one guy there. So the other guy comes out of the bathroom and starts shooting at them. And they're actually able to escape, and a uh, an epic car chase ensues.
2: Did you guys catch the uh, make and model of the bad guy's car? Oh, it's oh, a, it's oh, a
0: Ford Bronco, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, OJ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is not a Dodge, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, hell no. No, it's, yeah. it's
0: a competing American car brand, almost yeah. always. This car chase was insane, was it not? Oh, fantastic. So, you know, the bad guy's... Get some cover fire, and uh, Walker and Trivette have to dive out of the way. And while they're diving out of the way, we're left to assume that they're getting in a car and squealing away because we hear those sound effects. And then yeah. they zoom in on these ladies' faces that are like, oh, "What's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Walker Trivette of course, they scramble out. The chase ensues. They are a law enforcement vehicle, i.e., their um, gray Dodge Ram. With flashing lights, uh, pursuing a blue Ford Bronco, uh, <laughs> and uh, you it's know, pretty f- agile, very yep. agile for
1: a Bronco, but uh, oh, for yeah, sure, unbelievable. Oh, so,
0: so the fat guy with the beard and the long curly hair is driving, and <laughs> let's just say, like, even though when you see the car driving through traffic, it looks like it's weaving back and forth. Every time you get a shot of him behind the wheel. He's just so relaxed. He's a cool having a, as a great cucumber. time. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll put my signal on, you know, yeah. just yeah. gonna get over here. And the the strung out guy who's like uh, got the gun, he's got his arm out the window with the handgun, just like flailing it away, sometimes shooting. You know, and Walker and Trevet pursuing him through traffic. Uh, they kept showing these shots of them going over a bridge, which makes you wonder like how long that bridge is. You know, finally they're weaving through traffic. The guy mustn't have put a signal on, and uh, he's clipped by a Buick, and uh, they're kind of uh, spun out on a bridge. And I guess the car stalls out because, you know, it's a Ford, not a Dodge. And um, (laughs) he's not able to stop it, and Walker and Trevette sit by and watch as an enormous (laughs) 18-wheeler bears down on their car. You get the shot of a strung-out guy going, (gasps) There was enough like, time yeah. for me to be like, like
2: yes, yes, really yes. long, really, really long. Enough time for them to get out of the car and run, get out. of the Really lane. long.
0: <laughs> now, I will say, earlier on in the chase, they cut off a car, and that car actually hits another car and flies over that car. Now, I <laughs> yeah, thought, I thought was this like is a, a great oppor- a great opportunity for an that car. that car to blow up. Yeah. Like, and then it didn't blow up, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Right. But as soon as I saw that that eighteen wheeler bearing down on their Bronco, I said, "Well, <laughs> that Bronco's probably ten years old. Uh, they probably got it for a thousand bucks. They've loaded that thing up with explosives. That thing's gonna blow up like nobody's business. Sure does. Yeah,
1: and you Boom. wait for it. You see the Mack truck coming towards the Bronco, so it can T-bone the Bronco, and you're just like." Wait, this is happening, yes! And it comes, <laughs> and it pulls the Bronco to pieces around the side of, of the Mack truck, and the explosion is gigantic! Oh, it's epic. It's yeah.
2: it, like drags the remains of the Bronco down the road. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I gotta say, when I saw them drive past, because they actually threaded the needle and had the Bronco drive past the Mack truck on the bridge, I was like, oh no. So something's happening here with yeah,
0: that. Yeah, this truck has something to do with this. <laughs> Epic conclusion to this car chase, at which point, you know, we're led to assume like, well, at the end of most car chases, you know, Walker's shaking some guy by the collar like, hey, man, give me the info. But in this case, it's nothing left.
1: Yeah, which leads me to
0: just a throwaway
1: scene. But Walker and Trevette are walking out of the coroner's office because presumably they were going to go question the uh, dead corpses. Oh, from yeah. this burning car wreck. But it was just like the same old hallway that they used for all the other Ranger office stuff with a sign pasted on the glass, coroner's <laughs> office.
2: Yeah, it was like a piece of paper printed out in like a dot matrix printer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, like, coroner's office. Yeah.
2: Next episode, it'll be you know, a courtroom.
0: Yeah, yeah, for exactly. sure. Well, for those of us who didn't put two and two together, uh, they outlined it quite clearly when Trevette says, Why, that was gruesome. We'll never be able to ID those bodies. Good stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at Casa Lopez, uh, we see uh, Joe rekindling his uh, relationship with Marta. And, uh, you know, they're reminiscing about old times. They go in for the kiss, and just as they're making contact, Domas, their son, comes around the corner. He's like, what are you doing? Doing?
3: Yep, Why are you pissed.
0: so dumb, Ma? Joe's all like, "Don't talk to your mother like that." And she doesn't say anything. And he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And then he holds like both his hands up by his
1: head. He wants to like throw down, but in the weirdest way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and leaves it there way too long. Enough time where you're like able to go back and forth between the two actors and be like, "What?"
2: Now yeah, that that kid would be a fool. To fight Danny Trejo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Plus, even the character just got out of jail for 10 years, so... Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mess with him. I wouldn't. That's just me, though. Yeah, mm.
1: but he, but Danny, he knows that the way back into his wife's heart is not beating up his son, so he walks away.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. And then, <laughs> It's a good start. Right, and then as he walks away, she's like, see how much restraint he had not to beat your ass? That's what makes him a real man. Is that what she mm. said? It's something like that. Yeah. it's uh. like like, what? Like, what? He, like,
2: before, he would have just destroyed you. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. But he's better now. Remember when he
2: used to hit you? Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: my God. Yeah, that's uh, why I hate him. Yeah, remember what he did to Ernesto?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, we we, tr- we all tried to forget about Ernesto. Bob Clearly. and I better than you. I ever. never even knew about
2: yeah. him, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, man. Uh, this is the time where the, the parole officer is back again, right? <sighs>
0: oh yeah so he you goes this and yeah he, he like goes back grabbed, yeah. do
2: you notice he grabbed tomas like in a weird way
0: yeah it's super yeah. weird I he like, grabbed him by like, like, the is, head
2: yeah he like grabbed him by the head it's like what's going on here it's like my
1: first I, name I is buck and my middle name's diddle <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it was super super weird i guess that's like their way of letting us know that he's a bad dude yeah. Hashtag yeah, spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, right. which they shouldn't have done that at all, and it would have been for the best, but anyway.
0: This is when we go. he goes back to the halfway house. Yeah, he finally meets the other guys in the crew and everything. Yeah, that's okay. when Wade has the conversation with him. And Wade's all like, word is, you're a pretty good safe cracker. Except instead of safe cracker, they call him a box man, which seemed <laughs> really lame. It's yeah. an
2: industry term, you know.
1: Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah, when you're on the inside, you know this kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're like they they're sort of beating around the bush and they're like, "Well, this guy that we're working for, the boss man, he's got a really special job for you. He wants you to open a safe." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: You'll never guess what it is. (laughs) Oh, my God. We need you for something. It's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) And at this point, you know, Danny Trejo, Joe Lopez, he's like, looks like you guys just got yourself a box man. And we're left to think, is he off the rails? What is he going to do?
1: And I'm like, they've already went way above and beyond to say this guy's a, a good guy, you know? So, I'm like, there's no way he's going to break bad.
2: Yeah, and I was a little disappointed, too.
1: Yeah, because you wanted to see Danny Trejo just
2: at least He would have been an ass. amazing bad guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. so much better, but we well, won't go there. Well, I've got uh. news
1: for you, though, Bob. I was looking at his Wikipedia page, and it looks like he might be in another episode of Walker. Excellent. Yes. As a Excellent. different character.
2: Ah. Can we, like, cheat the wheel and go to that one next?
0: <laughs> well, you know, if any sort of doubt had crept into our mind, that doubt was immediately forgotten when we see this next scene where Damas is beating the hell out of some punching bags Oh, shirtless. my God. This
1: is the most ridiculous scene I've yeah. ever seen. And,
0: oh. um, you know, presumably he's at some weird gym somewhere. He's in the gym
1: shirtless. Hitting a punching bag, I can't remember what music is happening under this. what do you do you remember is it like some like really crappy rock music or something?
0: That's probably something really emotional. okay.
1: he's on the left side of the screen. He's naturally hairless. won't get into that just leave that there. <laughs> and he's beating the hell out of this punching bag, which is on the right side of the screen. They fade in a picture of his dad, who he's pissed off at. And it's as if he's kicking the shit out of his dad via punching the punching bag. It was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah it was he, pretty bad. He keeps repeating this phrase, and every time he says the word, he's punching the bag. It's really weird. I mean, it really drove home what he was going through. Sure. Just wish the scene was longer. I, I bet you do. <laughs> I mean, Damas is ripped. He must yeah. be on the Chuck Norris uh, Bowflex
1: plant. Uh, w- whatever. I mean, he's definitely not eating the Mexican feud he's been serving.
0: <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> uh, no, he, you know, he's got a total gym. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in keeping with that, making sure that he's making his monthly payments for his total gym, uh, Walker <laughs> shows up, and he has this nice heart-to-heart with uh, shirtless Tomas. Complete with Bible verse. Yep, and he basically says to him, you know, your dad's doing the best he can. Let me quote the Bible here to give you an idea of that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which seems odd and out of character for for both of them, quite frankly. It was weird when
1: Walker <laughs> walked into the gym actually. I was like, Walker, you get around. Uh, what are you but, doing well, here?
0: Well, remember last episode when he was just going out to eat to get some meatloaf at a local diner and he defended one of his students from a gang. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So he he he's <laughs> you know this is touched by Walker. That's what this is. Yeah. And he's yeah. just uh, you know being a part of these people's lives for a week. Uh, their lives are changed forever, and we'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, he literally touches Tomas. He puts his arm around sweaty Tomas's uh, naked upper torso.
1: Uh, hairless, naturally hairless.
0: Yeah. It's re- It's just an odd
1: scene for sure. So what happens next is we kind of flash to the restaurant the next day. Obviously, we know that Tomas is pissed and he's probably, you know, when you're working a job and your you're head somewhere else, you make mistakes. And he's serving dinner to like a, a nerdy white guy and I guess his daughter. I would hope it's his daughter because if it's his date, she's way out of his league and like 30 years younger.
0: And guy was like a really belligerent John Lithgow with a beer belly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So Tomas is like thinking about his dad or whatever,
1: presumably, and his head was somewhere else and he accidentally spills all the food on this guy. And the guy just lets into Tomas. Well, (laughs) back in the kitchen, Joe hears this and comes out and kind of diffuses the situation uh, with kind of like jokes that you might learn in prison kind of thing making light of a situation by almost making fun of the person that you're trying to bring a little levity to and he finally made the guy smile and he also offered to pay for his clothes and his meal so that also helped
0: and this is you know this is where Tomas realizes like oh yeah you know my dad's really a good guy but even if he hadn't realized that he looked back at his mom Marta and she winks at him to let us know okay he realizes this now so after diffusing this uh, this nasty patron We realize that Joe's actually feeding the information to the Texas Rangers.
2: About the heist. Right. Right. He
0: agreed to do this job, but then he went directly to the Rangers, and uh, he's doing it for his family, which um, we see Alex in two scenes in this, and uh, this is the second scene where we see her. She doesn't even say anything, I don't think. They just ask her why he's doing it, he's like, I want to get back with my family. And she looks like she's about to tear up. Yeah, Yeah. she
2: gets all worked up over that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so pretty
1: much he goes to Walker and says, Hey, guys, they they approached me for this, and they're the same people that have been robbing all the diamond banks. They want me to be their box man. That means safecracker, just in case you don't know Walker. Um, I think we should
0: probably call it a boxman.
1: Boxman. That sounds cool. And he said, I said yes because they weren't going to take no for an answer. I mean, obviously, if he said no, they'd just kill you, right? So that's why he said yes. So he didn't know when the heist was going to go down, but he pretty much told Walker and Tibet that once I know, I'll give you that information. That leaves us right after he um, kind of patches things up with Tomas by fixing that angry customer. He heads back to the halfway house and all the guys who did the previous heist, the ones that are still alive, are talking out front. And Joe's like, hey guys, once this heist going to go down? You can kind of tell he's fishing for information for Walker. And they're like, oh, don't worry. We're going to have a meeting soon. And you'll get all the information then. Just chill out. And then Joe kind of goes inside. And the guys are like, what eager beaver. So he goes inside. And then they call this meeting. And Wade, the head of the halfway house, calls all the bad guys who are in on this heist Into his office. And earlier, Joe was kind of like, who's the the leader of all this stuff? And like, oh, nobody knows. Kind of tried to make a big deal about the guy with the stopwatch at the beginning of the episode. Nobody knows who it was. He was like shadowed out. The two goons sitting on the porch kind of like, you know, reminiscing, had no idea who it was apparently and wouldn't tell Joe. And so they go into this meeting and Wade's like, okay, so we're going to do this heist. Here's the plan. Do you think you're ready to do it? And... Joe, you know, obviously he's he's stalling because he wants to get this information to Walker. And he says, oh, no, man, I can't do this until I get tools and I do some research on the safe. Just as he's trying to get his way out of it, what happens, Evan?
0: Boom. Door opens up. Mm-hmm. Who comes in? But the parole officer. Buck. <laughs> oh, he's a bad
2: guy the whole time. And he's like,
0: OMG. He's like, surprised? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you did act like a used car salesman, so I'm not surprised that you're evil. Well, that's all part of his shtick. He's like, I bet you didn't think I'd be a bad guy because I was playing such a nice guy. Such a nerd. (laughs) It's like, like, I guess there's a reason why he was acting so bizarre earlier on, but... I mean, I think he was sending out a lot of red flags before this. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was kind of uh, make up your
0: mind, buddy. Stick to one thing. But And so he's like, there's no time for you to get tools. We got all the tools you need, man. You can read those plans on the way there. We're going right now. It's Sunday morning and they only got three security guards and no one else is there. So we're going right now.
1: So he's called right into the heist and Joe has no time to let Walker and Trevette know what's going on.
2: So back at HQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah walker's like i should have heard from joe by now
1: yeah so something
0: happens to the camera here i'm not even sure how they did this effect editing. oh it's it's a classic effect where <laughs> the physical camera gets closer and closer to the subject but the camera itself uh zooms out so the effect is a steady shot on the character in front uh. um, and the background zooms in Okay, yeah, the
1: background was moving in and out as if it's like someone had glaucoma or something like that.
0: If you guys haven't watched this episode, another example of this is in Lord of the Rings when the hobbits are saying, like, we should get off the road. And then it like does that weird thing where it zooms in but also zooms out at the same time. It's really wacky. What's that? What?
2: It's a small indie film. Oh yeah! Is oh that like, lo- yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: Is that like yeah. the Snyder cut? It's the Snyder cut. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they use that effect in a lot of things. Okay. Well, anyway, so they do that kind of weird <laughs> effect with Walker <laughs> sitting on the corner of his desk, and it kind of like his whole background around him like morphs in and out as if you're in like some trippy dream, and you're like, "What is happening?" And then it clips True <laughs> Trivette, and what does he say, Bob?
2: I can feel that Cherokee kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> And then he made some comment that was pretty funny. He goes, "Well, I've learned that usually when you have these ideas and I, I make fun of them, that I'm always wrong. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to go with it this time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Which yeah. tells me that Trivette's just really given up at this point yeah. in the series. He's just like, whatever. I'm yeah. not going to try. I'm going to eat this hot pepper. And everyone's <laughs> going to laugh at me. And like, I'm just a joke."
0: Well, uh, you know, it's so. it's also feeding this feeding the fire of, of the hunches before punches. Right.
2: Yeah, it doesn't even say something about hunches. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He says, he
0: says hunches. He calls,
1: I'm assuming, the jail or whatever and says, hey, I need you to tell me where Joe's ankle monitor is. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's at the halfway house.
0: But, you know, what we didn't hear them say was, just so you know, those things are only attached by Velcro and there's a 95% chance that it's on the parolee, but a 5% chance that it has been removed. Yeah,
1: especially if you're at that particular halfway house.
0: Yes, that that percentage is uh, multiplied by 50% um, with that halfway house. It's a real problematic one. Yeah,
1: so pretty much he knows that, well, Joe's, I guess, at the halfway house, but I've got a weird feeling my turkey's kicking in, I've got a hunch. Let's go check it out. So they go to the halfway house, and it's kind of a quick scene. Like, for some reason, all the ankle bracelets are in Joe's room on the bed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they're all just laying there. They they (laughs) all took them off
2: at the same
0: time and put them in the same place. Yeah, they're, like, not even trying to hide it.
1: And Wade, who's the head of the halfway house, kind of the, the guy who's the ringleader of all this stuff for Buck, he's, like, in Joe's room with all the ankle monitors on Joe's bed, which... So many questions, but not enough time here. And <laughs> Walker and turbet kind of bust in, and they're like, Hey, look, where are all your parolees? Where are all these ankle monitors? We've got you, dead to rights. If you don't talk to us now and tell us what's happening, you're going away for a long time. So presumably he squeals
0: and tells Walker and turbet where they're going. It's like a shakedown, but I would say it's like 50% of a shakedown. Yeah, it was it was more talk. And Trevette did most
1: of the uh, the talking there.
0: He may have done like seventy five percent of the talking. Yeah, Walker was more of the muscle. Ninety mm. percent of the muscle. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. I, I, maybe
0: not.
2: Because
0: you know. we can't get bogged down in the numbers. No, know? no, no, not at all. No. no. <laughs> so we we clip back to the uh, to the job, and uh, you know these criminals are cruising around again in their uh, gray Econoline van. You know they pull up on the job. They get out of the car and. Oh my god. The parole (laughs) officer. He's got Tomas as his insurance little little insurance policy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. This whole
1: episode I was expecting that there would be the just kinda cliche dip in the episode where Joe lets his son and his wife down because they find out that he's back into crime again. And then at the end they find out he was undercover working for walker like that's how i thought this episode was going but they just blew over that kind of typical hump (laughs) and and is kind of good yeah it it was i was (laughs) it was actually better because i was not expecting that i was actually dreading that other part and uh, they skipped right past it and they're just like you know what we'll just use his son as leverage because we know he has a heart of gold and if we have his son there too we can make him go
0: through with the job certainly works uh, the, two, uh, the 75% two of the time. Well, at least, yeah. So the uh, the two thugs that make up uh, 50% of the crew uh, take out 100% of the three security guards. And they just like flat out murder them. There's
1: like dead cops all over the place here, at least three of them. And I'm just imagining Joe who, he just gets out of jail and he's trying to impress, it, get back in good graces with his son and his wife. And his son has his mouth duct-taped, and he's bound, <laughs> and he's being walked over these dead bodies. I know, it's awful. <laughs> then I was like, oh no, Joe. <laughs> Unbelievable. And keeping with the weirdness with Buck, Buck goes to one of the the bad guys there, you know. He's like, wow, three guys down, huh? <laughs> and the thug's like, like I said, <laughs> rent-a-pigs ain't diddly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> rent-a-pigs. <laughs> Like I said,
1: rent pigs ain't (laughs) deadly.
0: I do wonder if that's the same guy who was talking about uh, turning people into dog food earlier. He could have been.
1: He had two great lines.
0: So, yeah, in keeping with the show kind of blazing through certain things that could be a bit more dramatic, uh, they show up at the safe and they tell him he's got three minutes or three and a half minutes to open it. Uh, or else his, very specifically, right, like, You right, have this amount of time. Right. Or else his son dies, right? And he's like, Okay, let me work on it. He opens it in like ten seconds.
2: Yeah, I love when he just like drills a big hole in it, and then that somehow allows him to listen and do the classic, you know, listen to the safe thing. Yeah, but yeah, it takes him maybe twenty seconds, and then. But now, there's
1: one pause where like he does he cuts the hole in into the the safe right, and he does that. And again, he's on a timetable here. He's got three minutes to do it. He drills a hole in there, and gets ready to start listening. And then he locks eye contact with his son. And I was expecting him to communicate, hey, I don't want to be doing this, but that's not what he did. It was just kind of like a
2: So Yeah. (laughs) There are so many scenes in this episode where I just you think that they're going one way and then they just abandon it. Yeah. (laughs) As if
1: it never happened. And it might have happened, they just didn't have enough time to edit it in.
2: Yeah, that's probably part of it.
1: So yeah, he gets the goods out, and again I'm like thinking, okay, well, once they get the money they're just going to kill him, right?
0: And that's what I would assume. He's supposed to get the share. He's supposed to get a share of it. He's
1: No, he's. If you, they take your kid, right? They're not going to give you the kid back and the share. They're just going to kill you.
0: Well, why didn't he kill the other guys then?
1: Because they had enough time to prove their allegiance.
0: They're established yeah. in, the, in the biz.
1: Joe, they know he's got a heart of gold. And it's to their credit that they know that he's in with Walker. These bad guys are smart. And they know that... Well, oh, are, are there two trusted guys? Well, you know, their Bronco got devastated by a Mack truck incident. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to move fast. R.I.P. Bronco. <laughs> we, have to, we have to use this guy even though he's not vetted.
2: They get everything out of the safe. It's tons of cash. And and then they're like, all right, we're out of here. So I guess if they were going to kill him, they would have just killed him then. That's what yep. I would have But either thought, way, either way yeah. you know, everyone leaves and they get back down to the parking garage and... In the meantime walker's cutting his answers out of wade so they're waiting down in the parking garage for him
1: and the first shot is trevette hiding behind like one of the van waiting for them and you're like oh okay here's the final fight of the episode which is what you wait for in every walker episode is that final just all-out brawl and trevette's like Creeping behind the van as they're all trying to escape, they kick the like film into slow motion before anything even oh, happens. So weird, yeah. <laughs> you know, because usually they everything do it once, goes to slow. Yeah, once once a punch has been thrown in, then you slow it down. But they literally like throw it into slow motion almost like haphazardedly in this whole section, right?
2: Yeah, and it's like pretty consistently slow mo, and the all the sound effects are definitely not <laughs> so. <laughs> like a slow-mo punch but you get the regular punch sound and it's it was just it was just weird. I wasn't a fan.
0: Yeah, and it me, was over
2: the top and awesome in that way but it was yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean let let me say that this episode is really not putting um uh, it's not it's not putting exceptional police work up front and uh this is just another sloppy bust. The second of two sloppy busts in this episode uh where basically Trevor It's hiding behind a car, but then he's seen by the guy. And the guy turns his gun at Trevette, and then Walker kicks the gun out of his hand. And then they take that guy out. And that all happens before the other guys even come out. So then the second guy comes out. They take him out, sloppily, and they end up killing him because, you know, collateral damage. And the third guy comes out. He's holding Tomas. Mm. So now they've got a hostage situation. It seems like pretty sloppy police work. Great TV sloppy police work come on now right right and buck is holding tomas right yeah the parole officer guy yeah
1: yeah the ringleader parole officer weirdo dude has tomas with a gun and he says if you move on me i'm gonna shoot him and it's walker and Trevet on one side and buck holding tomas with a gun to his head on the other side and then joe walks down into this and he's right in the
0: middle and what happens
2: Walker tells him to get out of the way so he can get a clean shot. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yep. But he doesn't. I don't know why he doesn't. Yeah. Well, even if he did, like, you're not going to
2: shoot a guy that has a person at gunpoint.
0: Are like, you that's kidding? Only,
2: that's, well, that's something people, well, Walker would do. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. By, by I the, forgot where I was.
0: By the, By the time this podcast goes through all 200 episodes, I'm sure that's happened five times.
2: Oh, at least, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, Joe, get out of the way so we can get a clean shot. Get out of the way. And Tomas kicks Buck right in the grundle, yeah, and uh, right in the taint. Yeah, right in the taint.
0: It's like a weird kick too, because he's facing away from him, so it's like a backwards kick. It's like it's like a horse kick, or right? Like a mule. But it's also just the heel
2: goes right up in there, right in the grundle. He leaves it right in
1: line, and then he breaks free. And that leaves him running towards Travette and Walker with Joe still in the middle. And Buck has time to pull his gun and try to shoot at them. And Joe jumps in the way of the bullet and takes the bullet to save his son. Walker and Trevett are able to shoot Buck and take him down. Heart of gold. Yeah, heart of gold, hashtag heart of gold. At which point I paused the episode and and I said, Sarah, (laughs) what do you think? Is he going to live? Yeah, we- that's,
2: a good, that's a good point. I, I initially thought he was not going to live, and then I immediately, like... I guess it happened so quick that they show him in the ambulance, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's fine.
0: Yeah, that's... Like, um- if, if
2: he's not going to die on the spot, like with mm-hmm. some dramatic like yeah. speech to his son... If I hadn't paused like
1: it, it was kind of instantaneous. Like, there was no yeah. drama there. But I had to pause it, and I said, he's going to live, definitely. And we both agreed, because they did so much work in this episode threading the needle that he was a great guy and getting him back with his family if he didn't get back with his family at the end of the episode there's no point in this episode
0: yeah the four words that made me realize he was gonna live was when walker said trivet call an ambulance because normally (laughs) bob's absolutely right like if the guy was gonna (laughs) die he'd die right there with great dramatic fanfare and they wouldn't even call an ambulance or anything
2: yeah yeah. in called so, the beat wagon.
1: So this next scene is pretty amazing, right? Like they have Tomas in the ambulance talking to a uh, comatose
0: Danny Trejo. He's kind of fading in and out, right? And what oh, yeah. was the kid saying? Walker told me everything you did. I love you. Don't die. You can't die. I love you.
2: Yeah, because at this point, I mean, his kid didn't know that that Joe was actually, like, a good guy, and he was, like, setting them up. He just thought he was a criminal.
0: And I'm not saying this
1: scene had to happen, but did it have to happen, like, in the ambulance? Absolutely.
2: Are you kidding? (laughs) And then the part where he's, like, he's, like, closes his eyes, and then the kid gets all worked up. He thinks he's dead. And then he kind of opens his eyes, like,
0: dumbass, I'm not dead. He's like, I'm just messing with you. (laughs) Just messing with you. Oh man! So how do we end this thing? Uh, final scene instead of Casa Lopez, Family Lopez. So we realize at this point Joe's okay. He's Joe's all right. fine. Joe's He's doing fine. great. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that was pretty quick. I was expecting a hospital scene because that's a like a hallmark of Walker, but the purple hospital room. Yeah, like I said, there were a few things I was like, oh, it's going here, it's going here, and then they just blew right by. All the boring parts, which normally they would just embrace with open arms.
2: But there is one final thing that happens, right? Walker has a letter for Joe. <laughs> it's from the governor. Joe's been pardoned. No, sir. Oh, my gosh. She already served 10 years in jail for a robbery. I know. Right? I guess you're pardoned now, so. You what don't what have could, parole does that parole do anymore.
1: Yeah, it will, yeah,
2: probation. I, right. Maybe if it clears it off his record, he's not a felon anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Kind it still of seemed sick. like a little throw-in bullshit at the end. that really didn't need to be there, but yeah, you know, that's, that's icing on the cake. A little too much, though. So.
1: It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was kind of like they're like, oh, and by the way, you won a gold at the Olympics, right? <laughs> you know
3: what I mean.
1: <laughs> It was kind of arbitrary because he had already kind of won. He got his family back and everything. He didn't need this extra icing, but it had to show that Walker did something in this episode. For right. sure.
0: Right. For sure. <laughs> well, that about sums up this episode. We'd like to give a shout out to our friend and collaborator, Adam Lauritsen, who's been drawing the amazing Walker Strations on our social media. Be sure to check out his other art on Instagram at at when we come back it'll be time for us to each rate circle of life on a scale of zero to 10 boots to the face, resulting in our patented Roundhouse roulette episode ranking. Complete results of which are available on our website roundhouseroulette.com. Don't you dare go away Welcome back. I'm pretty lukewarm on this episode, quite frankly. Really? I saw I saw Danny Trejo. I was like, oh man, this guy's gonna be awesome. But I do think it was kind of before he hit his stride as like an action star or like an or like a villain or anything like that. Um, they didn't use him really at all, even though he's a good actor. At least the one with Gary Busey, like he they was doing freaking it. roundhouse yeah. kicks. Danny yeah. Trejo did nothing except jump in front of a bullet. He cleaned a few dishes too. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> he did that. And drilled a hole in a safe. Yep, And he
0: made fun of a patron at a restaurant, which apparently worked. I don't know. That yeah. would never work today if you made jokes at people, but whatever.
1: It's, it's, the, uh, it's a double down. I know someone who's doing it quite often. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. And uh, Walker and Trevette do almost nothing in this episode. There's kind of a fight, but not really. No roundhouse kicks. The only saving grace of this episode is the car chase in the middle that ends with the most epic explosion, uh, and and the fact that the guy screams no before the and then then it cuts to it cuts Ten seconds before right right and then it cuts to like five seconds before the truck hits it oh it's so good other than that like this episode pretty much a flop I'm calling this one I'm calling it a five.
1: Okay. Okay. Go on there. Man, I'm going to four, actually, on this one. Because, yeah, there was no action going on in this episode. Waste of Danny Trejo. I don't know what. There's nothing else to say, really. You said it all. Bob.
2: I'm going to go four, too. The biggest thing is the waste of Danny Trejo. It's like, I was so pumped to see him in this episode. I was like... But even when he came in, I kind of knew he was like coming in. It's like a, yeah. you knew right away he wasn't going to be a bad guy. So I'm like, mm.
1: I will say, you know, one of the best scenes, too, was in the Velvet E. Um, they had this song playing that was like your sweetness pours like honey on
3: me. Yeah.
1: It was like it was so cheesy. It was. awesome. It's
0: true. We didn't cover the music in this episode. There are a couple songs yeah. in this one that are probably originals for the for the oh, episode, most definitely. Most and they're definitely. like total garbage. <laughs> it Who so-
2: has all these
0: recordings?
2: I, don't I mean, know. if they really are like just oh man, we made for the show, did they pay someone to make these songs? If that's the case, then these exist somewhere, and they probably didn't sell them. But we still <laughs> well, it was- we owe it. It was To ourselves and everyone else to get these recordings. It was
0: pre-digital them, yeah. recordings, so they may have just thrown those tapes out. We got to get these and preserve them.
1: I mean, at least for if an alien race discovers the leftovers of our civilization, and they got that song, your sweetness pours like honey over me, they would totally understand the human
2: race. That sums us up pretty well. If we look in the credits, there's like a music supervisor or something. Like, who's the person on the staff that would be responsible for that? We need to find that person. Hope that they're still alive. Track them down. And say, send us your debt tapes. Yeah, yeah, they're probably some weird format that no one has access to the machines that
0: operate them anymore. But yeah, yeah. Hopefully they're cassette tapes. That'd be sick. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. These are like the equivalent of the soundtrack to uh, Roadhouse. Mm.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that gives this episode a Roundhouse rating of 4.666 Boots to the Face. Ah! Excellent. (laughs) And uh, just for uh, our friend Mike out there, the uh, credits ended in this episode at uh, 12 minutes and one second. Or as um, our friend Buck, the parole officer, would say, police are coming in 12 minutes and one second. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I think we can all agree that even without the aid of his trusty machete, Danny Trejo was still the best actor in this episode. But let us know what you think on social media or by emailing us at roundhouseroulette at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll be spinning the Roundhouse Roulette wheel to select next week's episode. And we're back. Bob, you ready to spin that wheel?
1: Oh, Angel. Another season six. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Trevette agrees to help an ex-girlfriend find her father, unaware she's actually a professional killer who intends to murder them both. Uh, this sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. That does sound pretty awesome.
2: I like that it's a Trivette episode. Yeah. I'm like looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Now, if there's one thing we've learned in Trivette episodes, it usually focuses on him trying to woo a woman. So this sounds yep. par for yeah. the course. Well, we hope you'll join us next week when we share our reactions to season six, episode 21, Angel. Share your opinions with us on Facebook and Instagram at, at Roundhouse Roulette and on Twitter at, at Roundhouse Pod. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Until next week, may the, the eyes, eyes of the ranger, ranger. Be, upon be upon you.
1: When you're Texas, look behind you. Oh, because that's where the Rangers going to be.